Hi everybody, so this is Truth, and I'm just going to be going through uh, my most recent encounter, uh, which takes place at Blackstones and is connected to um, one of my old bosses, Black Girl in Maine. Um, I wrote about this on my website over at blacktransgirlinmaine.com as well as on Patreon. And I'm just going to be giving you all a verbal spill of it because I know that not everybody likes to read and I am um, a long-winded person at times, I admit. So, the, wrote, the blog that I wrote on um, this topic was titled How Black Trans Girl in Maine, also known as Truth Speak, started Black Girl in Maine, Blackstones, Ryan Gibson, and more. Now, I know that's a long title, but there's a lot to talk about in regards to what's been happening at the um, club in Portland called Blackstone, which is considered Maine's friendliest gay bar, according to them. And so I'm just going to kind of go through each paragraph of what I've already written for you all and, and talk about it um, a little bit more casually here. So I wrote a letter to my old boss, Black Girl in Maine, um, also known as Shay, and I was writing in response to the white supremacy behavior that was playing out at Blackstones. Blackstones, again, is located in Portland, Maine. It has been deemed the city's only gay bar that is supposed to be both safe and inclusive of all LGBTQIA plus people, um, including black and brown trans women who have historically paved the path for black women like me today. Um, I don't feel that that's the case at Blackstones. And so um, a little bit about myself, before I jump in, I'm a black trans woman from the South, specifically from the state of North Carolina. Uh, I grew up in immense poverty, which I'm sure many of us can relate to, on top of being a trans woman who, if lived my life publicly and openly the way I do now down in North Carolina in the South, could have been murdered in a heartbeat. And so that means so many things for me, but what it means for me right now in 2021 is that white supremacy is killing me white supremacy is what has taught the people in my own black and brown communities how to treat me the way that many are treating me right now with hate that stems from racism the white supremacy that is so pervasive and transphobia um i am making it clear that none of the patrons or visitors at black Stones in portland maine have my permission to speak on my behalf um and making it clear that none of the black indigenous people of color um, have my permission to speak on my behalf, especially not those from Blackstones, um, especially those who were raised by white parents or who are partially white. Um, and that is because there is the potential for white supremacy to be very ingrained in those people's perspectives. And I don't need any of those people speaking for me. I am capable and able to speak for myself. Um, I am making it clear that I only give those who have the intelligence to shut down white supremacy behavior when they see it. And when I educate them on it, my permission to stand in solidarity with me so that I can protect my black body from this harm. So I am a black trans woman. That means that people don't believe I'm worthy of being human or that I'm not real. Being a black trans woman means I have to fight the very black and brown people in the black collective or black diaspora in addition to the white people who instill fear into black bodies so that they too may perpetuate white supremacy. This brainwashes black bodies into equating submissiveness to survival. I used to do that, but I refuse to any longer. And this collaborative fight 
uh, for black liberation and to end the violence on black bodies, I want to highlight that black trans women are at the top. I'm sorry, are at the bottom of this fight for humanity. And every time we talk about what we're experiencing, we get punished for it nearly to the extent of death. You know, I will not be one to sit around and allow my quote unquote own skin folk to perpetuate the war on black trans women. All my skin folk and my kinfolk are the words of a black female writer named Zorno Hurston, whose work I admire. This means that just because you as a person, especially white people, witness other black people working towards what seems to be the same goal, which is supposed to be black liberation, doesn't mean that they all have the best interest for the black people who suffer the most in America, black poor women. That would be me. I'm not saying this for you to have pity. I am stating this so that you can stand with me and dismantling white supremacy. Another one of my favorite writers, educators, and civil rights activists, uh, and former Black Panthers, as far as we know, Angela Davis, um, says radical means grasping things at the root. That means we must grasp white supremacy by its roots. White supremacy is cemented in the very structure of American soil. Every day, when every single one of you awakens, you are either talking to your peers about how you're working daily to dismantle white supremacy, or you are not talking about it at all. You are either feeding this cancerous parasite or starving it, and the people at Blackstones are feeding the fuck out of this monster. It needs to be snatched by its roots, like Angela said. Furthermore, I want to reiterate that this is not just my work and that these are not just my words. They are my words and my work standing on the shoulders of my ancestors before me who were not able to see the things I see and say the things I am saying. This fight is not over just because black people got a little bit of freedom. Whether you stand with me or against me, the work that gave me the freedom to even be able to write this today continues with me. Do I need your solidarity? Hell yeah. Can I do this alone? Hell no. That's a given. So as I go through and dissect Ryan Gibson's public post that defends and supports Blackstones, please take heed to my alarming and urgent words. My life is in danger, and I need you to intervene right now. When anyone silences me, a Black woman, from speaking about her lived experiences and anyone who loves her and defends her, that should concern you. As humans who say Black lives matter, you cannot truly mean that if you do not mean that Black trans lives also matter. You show me how much my life matters, to you when I witness your silence and disregard. Enough is enough. Here's a note I wrote to my old boss on May 21st at 5.21 a.m. to give you context on how my anti-racism work began. Um, at one point, uh, Shay and I did have a connection, but it feels like we're becoming more and more distant, and I do still admire her work because it is for to some degree, the uh, benefit of black people, but then at other times, it is not. And so uh, this is my message to Shay, also known as Black Girl in Maine. Morning, Shay. I'm clearly not expecting you to reply to this message, but I don't think that what's happening to me is okay. The work I do, I learn from you and other black women. I don't think that I'm lying when I talk about white supremacy and everyone at Blackstones, including someone you support, Teddy, and are gaslighting me and now I have to do what my grandmother taught me to do, fight back. Ryan is not a helpful person. He is an agent of white supremacy. He body shames black and brown women, perpetuates transphobia, and is telling lies to the public about me. 
What I've been writing about Gigi and Cherry are true, and for them to ignore me and avoid accountability is painful and further excludes me from the spaces I'm supposed to be included in and feel safe in. I know your work. I've read it a lot. It talks a lot about the same things I've been talking about. I study it. I learn from it. And right now, I don't know if you actually believe what you write, because as someone who is working to better Portland for all people, I don't see how black trans women who are openly and actively anti-racist like myself will survive in a city where whose LGBTQIA community thinks I'm lying in regards to the white supremacy I write about. I feel like I need your voice in this, but I don't think you are willing to say anything because you have a lot going on. It's pushing me further and further beyond the line of marginalization, and that is how we end up dead. You are relevant to this conversation as I'm being painted as the black woman that nobody agrees with. Many people can see that what I have been saying rings true, so I do not believe that. And even if nobody else believes me, I do. And that is hurtful to be the only one who believes in this work on the level that you do, the level that I do. Do you have any solution? I will pay you for a consult to speak on what's happening at Blackstones. Those people want to write out a narrative about Blackstones and their patrons that isn't true, and it's mostly white men. Teddy isn't being helpful as he too can be just as bad as them. I've read your work about white people handing over their power, black people accepting straps and leftovers from white folks and how niceness isn't the way. I agree with those sentiments and have seen how these things play out in society as well as in my own life. I understand that you are almost 50 years old and that is part of the very reason I know you can be helpful. You're older than me, which means you're wiser than me. I have been fighting for six years now in this work. I didn't start doing this work for fun, clout, or any of that, and I think you know that. I lost my job when I first started this work and have not been able to stand on my two feet sound and safely like I used to. I have had police call to my home because of this work. I knew nothing about this work before I started reading your work and engaging. I think you know it's not work that one can just start and not finish, at least for me. I'm crying now because I don't know what to do other than to keep speaking and writing, which gets exhausting for me. But that is all I have. I don't have a different class background that affords me the level of supporters you do. You can write one thing and people seem to adhere to it. I can do the same and people also can see the truth in my work, but with the LGBTQ folks shunning the work of black women just because it's confrontational and true doesn't make it valid. It's hurtful. I know you view me, view me as coming to you as a mammy because that is what you wrote to me not too long ago, but that is not true. I don't view you as a mammy. I view you as someone whose work helped me see my own participation in white supremacy. Once I saw that in myself, I immediately found every way possible to disrupt and interrogate white supremacy within myself. It's easy for me to say it everywhere. It's easy for me to see it everywhere else because I know what it looks like from experience and from reading the work of black women like you and others, including Layla F. Saad. I view you as someone who, when writing, has the ability to put words to painful experiences that some others, like my old self, were not always able to articulate. That saved my life to some degree, but it has also brought me an abundance of pain that I have been navigating since the day you told me I could still be shot by police no matter what I did correctly. It was the Walter Scott shooting. I remember it clearly because that is the moment I went to myself, what is she talking about? Not me. I didn't always know that good behavior could still get you killed. I thought that by living a, a God-fearing life with decency that I could avoid some of those things that I saw many of my own black family go through. That is what I learned in the South to some degree. But when I spoke with you and read your work, everything I thought I knew about my black body was shattered. I became angry at my own mother because not even she had told me the things I was learning from you. 
I am in many tears as I write this because I've been wanting to say something along these lines to you since police first came to my home to what I still believe to this day was a swatting attempt to get me killed for being so outspoken and having evidence. I know that you're aware of James Baldwin's work and how he talked about how evidence can be irrelevant to racial justice due to the powers that be. Anyway, James Baldwin is someone I learned about through your work as well as I recall you also telling me that you were glad that I had started to dive into his work. I'm a firm believer of that man's work. He speaks to me just like your work spoke to me. It's not helpful to have had someone like me invest into your work initially and not have had have any wisdom and guidance from where I started to learn. So I'm not viewing you as a mammy. I just know that I wouldn't know what I know today had it not been for you and your anti-racism work. The same people who are hurting me are the same types of people I used to be. What does that mean? It means that I didn't and wasn't loving myself. That means that I used to be someone like Ryan Gibson, who is a gay black male, so I thought. I used to hurt other black people because I wanted the benefits and pleasures that came from the white folks around me, especially white men, so much that I wouldn't even tell them the truth about how they were hurting me. I used to allow them to be agents of white supremacy so that I wouldn't rock the boat and get what I needed. I have stopped all of that since I dived into this work with you. In fact, I probably worked on my growth much faster than most because, because of the sense of alarm and urgency I felt in your work. I thought to myself, well, if what she says is true, then I better start changing now. I better start speaking up and being authentic about white supremacy and my blackness or else I sell myself short and die. That's the gist of what I felt when I first started reading your work. Then of course I asked if I could work and write for you which truly empowered me at first, but I do acknowledge that I was doing way too much in this work and needed to step back. I think writing for you was enough for me at first until I saw the need to start humanizing my own black life through writing. There is something about someone telling you that you could still die in the hands of police or any oppressive system, no matter how good of a person you are. Your words made me feel like, bitch, you better be ready to fight or do whatever is necessary to protect and humanize your black body. Ever since then, that is what I've been doing. I've gotten so many opportunities to write and speak, etc. I get paid to write thanks to you. This is a passion of mine, and while I know I'm not perfect in this work as nobody is, I also know that I'm not lying. This is true. Like, your words hurt me, but they were true. And to me, that's what was most important, growth. I know that growth doesn't happen without pain, struggle, the urge to resist slash avoid, and patience. Patience is one thing, but that is not what these patrons at Blackstones have. I don't have patience for Black liberation personally because that is way overdue, as many Black civil rights leaders before us have said. However, I do have patience for those being willing to first acknowledge that white supremacy is something that impacts Black people daily. I do have patience for those who can acknowledge that and then work on it. These patrons at Blackstones are not doing that. They have silenced me and my boyfriend as trans folks. Silencing trans people is violent, exclusionary, and transphobic. Doing the same thing to a black trans woman is racist. People like Teddy clearly do not see this. When Ryan or Carl, the white straight cis male manager at Blackstones, makes a post on the Blackstones page, I see Teddy supporting it while simultaneously disregarding me and what I have to say back. They don't even give me and my I'm sorry, now, husband, a chance to speak or engage. They block us from the pages, delete our comments, and then create false narratives. 
Nobody is going to be satisfied until I turn into another statistic dead. That is exactly how black trans women die. We get ignored, gaslighted, made to feel like we're not real or human. It's all meant to intimidate me and push me into a corner with nobody on my side, but that is not something I allow to happen to myself anymore. I used to get pushed into corners all the time by the wolves and had no way to defend myself. I had to let those wolves do to me whatever they wanted and had to stay silent about that pain. Because you know, in black communities, we're taught to stuff shit down. That stuffing down has been a piercing thorn in my flesh and I will not do that. I felt I should write this to you this morning because I woke up to a post that Ryan tagged me and it made tagged me in and it made me think of you. It made me think, how did all of this start for me? It made me wonder if the people at Blackstones, Carl, Ryan, and Teddy would also call your work a lie. I wonder if they would also contact other black people elsewhere to verify your work. I wonder if Layla was here guiding them through a workshop on her book, if they just do the same to her. I am no different. Sure, I'm a bit more radical in the sense of being so direct and sharing public posts about how these folks perpetuate white supremacy, but I am important too and will not be made to look like a joke just because I appear to be standing alone. If there is any any support you can give me, that would be helpful. I don't want to stress you out, but I do want you to know how important you are to me. I want you to know how your work has impacted me, and I want something beautiful to come out of it. Moving on. Now that you have some context, I would like to start breaking down Ryan Gibson's public post about me and my work, how I'm a liar, and how I'm simply playing the victim. I want to talk about how all the white people on his post Many from Blackstones are sustaining white supremacy behavior by attacking me, a black trans woman. I will keep reiterating that I'm a black trans woman because it is important to understand the inequitable and racist power dynamics playing out here. It's important to understand that I have absolutely no power at all and that racism is first systemic and then personal. Ryan's public post debunked. Prepare for a long post, Ryan writes. Hey friends and family, I, I writing this in response to a negative post that Truth wrote today on Facebook. The time has come for, commun- for the community to take a step in the right direction and heal from the divide that she has caused in our community. For a long time, we have watched as our friends have been degraded, verbally harassed by Truth Speaks. It is time that we as a community stand up for our family and really look at the big picture. What do we value in Portland, Maine? What do we value at Blackstones? Our community may be small, but we have always packed a powerful punch that no one can deny. We are a small community, but our voices carry the weight of an entire city. Recently, a lot of people in the community feel that they cannot speak up, stand up, or react to certain things that Truth says. I here to tell you that it's okay to question, disagree, or be upset at what she says. You can point out the hypocrisy that is so clear in her post. It's okay. Most black people I have talked to in our community and from far away do not agree with her views. And it's okay if you do not either. Gigi Kajigabor and Cherry Lemonade are pillars in our community. Have they done everything right? Who has? In no way does that warrant being attacked by someone like Truth and Noah, whoever that guy is. It doesn't matter who puts on a wig and paints their face. What matters is the impact you have on the people you perform for. James Dillon, Teddy Barrage, Elliot Karen are also deeply invested into making our community a place for everyone. They deserve our respect and praise for their work. If you have time to give your support to these guys, please do. 
True tells a one-sided story that paints her as the victim always. If she were truly trying to do the work, the Facebook post would be unnecessary. In fact, she would be open to conversation and education more so than hiding behind her Facebook activist persona. Instead, she continues to perpetuate a narrative of racial injustice and white supremacy to anyone that disagrees with her views. She is willing to destroy friendships and reputations to further her misguided movement. COVID separated our community for far too long. We are finally getting back to some sort of normalcy. We as a community cannot let another chance to gather past us by. June is still our month to celebrate the pride in ourselves and each other. The voice of one person should not stop us from coming together to celebrate our accomplishments as a community. I am asking everyone who reads this to let um, to let what has said to be in the past, truth wants to divide our community when we should be united. They see the world as black and white when it actually it's a rainbow. We all belong together, united, and willing to work out our differences face-to-face. Choose to ignore the lies she posts on social media and let's repair what is broken in our community. Support all LGBTQ artists because they bring joy and laughter in a time when we really need it. Also, the BIPOC people at Black Zones are always willing to have any conversation that needs to be had without the drama. Debunked. Here's what my post said. Hi, my name is Truth. I'm a black trans woman, an anti-racist activist, writer, speaker, and artist focused on dismantling white supremacy behavior in the state of Maine and beyond. But let's start in colonized, quote unquote, Maine, where white folks who actively silence trans folks believe that it's okay to carry on with business as usual. Gigi Gabor, a white drag queen, and Cherry Lemonade, another white drag queen, are both intentionally avoiding accountability from me. I don't care how many black friends they have on their side kissing their asses. None of them have the permission or right to speak on my behalf. I'm the black woman who has a problem with these two. It's me and white supremacy, and that would be these two. To all my black drag queens and performers, let me be clear. I see no issue with you all doing your thing, unless you're centering, praising, and uplifting white folks who align with white supremacy tactics. Based on me and white supremacy by Layla F. Saad. I spoke with the organizer of this event, Little Chair Printing, and they decided to cancel this Drag for Democracy event after hearing my concerns about the racism and transphobia that is currently and actively taking place at Blackstones. I will continue to make public the details of these events taking place. Part of dismantling white supremacy is disrupting white supremacy. I will continue to use my voice, writing, and art to address white supremacy in the state of Maine. I am a Black-only woman, meaning I am not mixed with white was not raised by white parents and wake up daily ready to dismantle white supremacy wherever I see it and whenever it impacts me. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent, quote unquote. I am qualified to do this work because I am a black trans woman with lived experiences with white folks perpetuating racism and white supremacy. I am a part of the population. I am one black voice and my life matters just as much as other black folks. I would not be erased or silenced and that is just what these two are doing because they are reckoning with their own white supremacy and how it continues to impact me on a racial level. If you don't want to be highlighted as a racist, stop supporting curbside queens. Curbside queens at Bayside Bayside Bold, you allow racist drag queens to perform at your establishment. All lives can't matter until black black trans lives matter. To be continued. Then came Ryan's rant, mostly white men attacking me, a black trans woman, by supporting his lives. First of all, 
There was nothing negative about my post. Ryan is referring to a post I made about two white drag queens, Gigi Gabor and Cherry Lemonade. My post addresses how both of these drag queens are perpetuating both white supremacy behavior based off of Me and White Supremacy by Layla Afsad and transphobia. That post highlights how both Gigi Gabor and Cherry Lemonade were planning to run a show called Drag for Democracy until I contacted the organizer to educate them on the harm that these two are actively causing to me, a black trans woman. The organizer, after taking into consideration my accurate narrative about these two, canceled the event. This is why Ryan Gibson is pissy and has written this post about me that is full of lies and one, of, and one he has deemed negative. This black gay dude thinks that me, a black trans woman who already has all eyes against her in this world, speaking up about her safety and well-being at Portland's only gay bar is negative. Ryan believes that I'm supposed to backstroke in the ocean of white supremacy, part of that ocean being black stones and not disrupt the various systems and people that contribute to my destruction and the deaths of many other black and brown trans women. So no, Ryan, this is positive. I Truth Speaks want to live. I want to see the white people at Blackstones dismantling white supremacy within themselves so that I can feel safe as a black woman when I enter Blackstones. I do not want to be silenced. I do not want my husband, who is also trans, to be silenced and erased. I love him and he loves me. It is healthy that he stands up for me. His black therapist soon to be told him so. She encouraged him to continue being anti-racist. This black therapist also typically only works with BIPOC, but knows that my white boy, my white husband loves me, a black woman, and is making room for my husband and her schedule. This is not white saviorism. White saviorism is done without the black person's permission and gives the white person credit while further marginalizing the black person. That is not what's happening to me, and I give any white people who understand what dismantling white supremacy means from the perspective of black women like Layla Epsod and myself, permission to speak up for me in this journey of anti-racism work, even if it is other BIPOC. White supremacy is white supremacy, and you don't have to be white, although white people are fully responsible, to be an agent of this disastrous evil. I cannot stress this enough, and that is why Ryan is doing, and that is what Ryan is doing public, in the public view. Many white comrades have recognized his behavior as dangerous and have questioned him. The people who are hyping up his pose are the very culprits of white supremacy, mostly patrons of Blackstones, even the other BIPOC who hang out there as well. Secondly, Blackstones and Ryan Gibson's followers are not quote-unquote community as he alleges. None of them are working to dismantle white supremacy within themselves. It is evident in their responses to both myself, my loved one, and Ryan Gibson's posts. Ryan can body shame me, a black trans woman, by calling my hair dry. Why is that any of his business? And why is that a joke to him? And his friends and followers will allow this sort of bullying. I'm a black poor trans woman working my ass off to survive in a world that wants to see me dead and that believes I'm not a real human worthy of life free from the string, the stings of white supremacy. Sometimes I don't have time to moisturize my hair and that's okay. I also nanny a little boy with Down syndrome, so I try to avoid wearing makeup, oils, etc. when working with this little one. Otherwise, many of the chemicals end up transferring to his face and clothes. Ryan has implied on Facebook that I am a sensitive bitch, quote unquote, and served me sarcasm in the midst of genuine racial pain and harm that I'm experiencing. I have the screenshots if you need proof. Calling black women bitches or sensitive 
is misogynoir, the mistreatment or oppression of black women. Ryan does not care that he is actively being harmful towards me or other trans people. He does not comprehend how his actions and inactions on Facebook in front of his white friends who have no interest in dismantling white supremacy is causing more harm to be directed towards my life as a black trans woman. Thirdly, Ryan Gibson says that his community is small, but packs a quote-unquote powerful punch that no one can deny. Ryan is correct. White supremacy is powerful, dangerous, and has the ability to snatch away the life of any black body from this earth who stands in its way and speaks truth to this corrupt and inherently racist power. Small or large, white supremacy is the true divide, not me. As a black trans woman, I hold no power to combat white supremacy and and other than my voice and sharing my lived experiences publicly in hopes to teach this world a thing or two about how pervasive white supremacy is. No, Ryan, the voices of white supremacy do not carry the weight of an entire city. This is stolen land that white people live on, afforded to them at the expense of BIPOC genocide and anti-black racism. You and your quote-unquote community at Blackstones are not the keys to my safety and well-being. You don't get to speak for me and neither does your quote-unquote community. I have my own community. Fourthly, Ryan Gibson is in his quote-unquote long post attempts to give white people and other BIPOC being psychologically impacted by white supremacy behavior permission to disagree with my lived experiences as a black woman. Who does he think he is? Ryan does not have the right to speak on my behalf and announce to his racist audience that I am exemplifying hypocrisy, that they have the right to disagree with me or that white folks should question my views. Although I do personally welcome white folks to ask me questions about their white supremacy and how it bothers the hell out of me, please do. I have answers. James Baldwin, a gay black man and civil rights leader and someone who I would have actually given permission to speak for me, has been accredited to saying, we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. This quote is now being credited to Robert Johns Jr., another gay black man who recently wrote The Prophets, heavily influenced by James Baldwin and other black writers. I hold firmly to this message from other black people who were like-minded in the sense of nobody being able to disagree with black bodies about issues that are rooted in our oppression, denial of our humanity and right to exist. Right, Ryan does not get to give his harmful audience the permission to disagree with my lived experiences as a black woman. This is like an quote unquote Uncle Tom selling over the black lady for his own gain. We see this play out in the movie Django Unchained. Jamie Foxx plays a former slave or someone who has been oppressed. His wife, Carrie Washington, is in captivity with white slave owners and mistreats and abuses her on the regular. Jamie goes on a hunt with the white guy who is doing something good for a black person by standing in solidarity and killing all the racist white folks and getting, getting his wife back. In the slave home or plantation, Samuel L. Jackson plays the black trader who oppresses both Jamie's black wife and other black people. This is what Ryan is doing to me. Nobody at Blackstone cares about me. I know this because Blackstone's Miss Princess 2020, Arabella Ledes, a black drag queen who also supports Blackstones, told me so in her own words when I invited her bestie Miss Blackstones, Gigi Gabor, Gigi Gabor, into my art studio, only to be secretly recorded. Her exact words were, nobody cares, and that is, and that is clearly evident. Number five, Ryan, a, bla a black man, insists on defending Gigi Gabor and Cherry Lemonade's racist actions and inactions that are rooted in white supremacy. Here is what I wrote to Gigi Gabor and Cherry Lemonade, the two drag queens perpetuating white supremacy and transphobia, with some edits.
Morning, Gigi. First, I just want to say that my liberation as a black trans woman does not revolve around your time. You claim that you're working on it, but I really see no fruits of your labor. Do you have updates on dismantling the transphobia at Blackstones? Have you been able to address the racism of your fellow white Blackstoners using Yes Queen? Have you been able to ask Carl why he is ignoring a black trans woman who is sharing her concerns of feeling unsafe at a bar she's supposed to feel welcome at and feels inclusive at? How much time do you need to work on these issues as Ms. Blackstones? In the words of many black civil rights leaders from before me, I want my freedom now. None of us black people are free until we're all free. Nobody is free until all black people are free. I also send this to your bestie about your drag democracy. To Cherry Lemonade. Hi, Cherry. Thank you for reaching out. As a black trans woman doing anti-racism work, dedicating my entire life to liberating black people from racial harm, I am encouraged to hear that you believe your racist actions are no longer something you stand by. We must be intentional with our words when dismantling white supremacy. I want to make sure that we understand that it wasn't just my actions, but rather my racist actions. I also saw that you still have your blackface photos up, as well as your photo wearing locks. I saw your comment on the photo with you wearing locks, white explaining why you felt you wanted to keep the racist photos up. The term white-splaining is when some white folks try to explain racism and the supposed lack of it to people of color. White-splaining is performed with condescending confidence that stems from white folks' subjective points of view, which can lead them to insensitively speak for which can lead them to insensitively speak for the experiences of people of color. You might not see nor experience racism. You might choose to ignore it. You might make excuses for the avoidable deaths of black people and the discrimination they face despite so much evidence. But the things you do not see or cannot relate to are often others' truths. My point is that I'm a black trans woman being racially impacted by your racism. Keeping the photos up are not helpful as there are several other ways to make this a teaching moment without any level of erasure taking place. And me and white supremacy, you will learn, if not already, what the term ally cookies mean more in detail. But here is the definition from Layla's book. Ally cookies, praise or other rewards for quote unquote not being racist, usually sought out by people with white privilege performing optical allyship. Intentionally or not, these symptoms, white explaining and ally cookies of white supremacy, are both racially harmful. None of us are free until we're all free. One black person may praise and uplift your racist post, while another, like myself, experiences harm from seeing it. That leads me to my last three points. One, because one black person did indeed uplift your post, and I'm sure several other white folks whose likes derive from truly being entertained by seeing you in locks and blackface, it needs to be removed. Your post has caused more racial harm between two black trans women who are currently trying to heal and reconcile. There's a supporting comment on that photo made by another black trans woman who admits that she made that racially problematic comment due to her loneliness and not having friends. At that time, she didn't know any better and was basically kissing your ass to gain something. The comment of the other black trans woman reads, Someone was offended? As a black trans woman who have many friends of different ethnicities, I can safely say that in, man, in my many years on earth, I have a ton of white friends with dreads and many who have worn braided extensions. Any attempting to act outraged by a wig should be ashamed of themselves. 
clearly this was problematic coming from one black trans woman to a white drag queen. So being the rabble rouser I am, good trouble, I confronted the comment and boom, that is how my group I started. Street dance activism main fell apart, but still I rise. As a white person, you do not get to tell black women how you choose to handle racism that impacts us. That's where the white splitting comes in. Instead of listening to how we feel and what you can do to help, you prioritize your white privilege over our hopes of having the post removed entirely. Two, what the post actually reminds me and other black people of and how that and how that is racially triggering. It's racism. Black women today still get discriminated against for wearing our natural hair and locks, which has happened to me on several occasions. Little black girls have been told they cannot wear their natural hair and locks, forcing their parents to relocate their children to different schools. A young black man was forced to cut his locks just minutes before his wrestling match. You wear them doing drag and art afforded to you at the expense of racism and death of black people, indigenous people, and other people of color. Three, what my hope is. I am hoping that in order for there to be any reconciliation or peace here, that maybe you could agree to me writing an article on this topic for public education, not in the form of a drag photo because inevitably you, a white person, is still benefiting from the post. Anti-racism work is about black people. I think it's very problematic that you're engaging in a drag democracy event that intersects with racial equity while simultaneously and actively causing harm to black women. This conversation has landed all the way to human resources at my job because when I confronted my sister about this racism, at first she got defensive, ignored me, and made me feel anxious and unsafe about returning to work with her. Reiterating what I said earlier, we are currently trying to work this out. In the meantime, I don't think you should be moving forward with that event as it involves important work that black leaders are working on, including my former former manager, Black Girl in Maine. I have also been in conversation with her about the Drag Democracy event, and she has informed me that she had no clue you all were doing this, which is, why, which is also very problematic. Lastly, it is not anti-racist to revisit your racial harm towards Black women after you attempt to gather all the answers. The work starts now. It already has. It's me telling you that this is not okay and how you can support me. I believe that when white people claim to be in solidarity with Black Lives Matter, that it must be shown through their actions. My life matters today, not when you quote unquote have a better grasp on my white supremacy. This is not how this works. I think that if I can create an educational video or article about this situation rather than your post, that this can be settled. Dismantling white supremacy is also about white people handing over their power and privilege to BIPOC. There is both, there is both in your post I ask that it be taken down and replaced with a post under the manner I described. I will be reaching out to Gigi with this same message and more. I truly hope we can work something out. I will be sending this information to my old boss, Black Girl in Maine, as well in order to gain more perspective. Hope to hear from you soon. What next? After I sent Gigi Gabor and Cherry Lemonade this message, they both they both blocked me as a cowardly way to avoid accountability of their actions being in alignment with white supremacy behavior discussed in me and white supremacy by Layla F. Saad. That doesn't seem right now, does it? Two white drag queens who told me they were working on dismantling white supremacy, but blocked the black trans woman who is responsible for them even becoming aware of what white supremacy is. One of my former members from my dance group I started went out and purchased several of the books and delivered them to people like Cherry Lemonade. Gigi Gabor 
also known as Miss Blackstone's, is apparently reading the book too, according to Miss Blackstone's princes. They're all working together to kill me. I am not exaggerating, and one day you'll be saying to yourself, Truth tried to tell us. Truth tried to warn us. By then, it'll be too late. I need your solidarity now before I become another dead black trans woman statistic. Having me, a black trans woman, publicly addressing her concerns about racism and transphobia is not an attack, as Ryan writes it out to be. This is about my safety and how dare another black man in this country pin white men and people with no racial analysis who's refu- who refuse to dismantle white supremacy against another black woman. Malcolm X said, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Ryan is making this post powerful, this powerful and alarming message from Malcolm more and more evident as he speaks, calling me a sensitive bitch. So what if I am sensitive to racism and transphobia? Does that make me someone who attacks? It makes me someone who is an immense pain caused by white supremacy, behavior that I witness daily. Yet, a black man views abolishing the very thing that kills black people as, a, an, as an attack. The white people Ryan speaks of, James Dillon III, Elliot Karen, and Teddy Barrage, who is partially white, are agents of white supremacy as well. James was my photographer for over one year. He claims that him snapping pictures of my black body is his work. James was invited into an interview with me that I had with WMTV News that highlighted my work as an anti-racist activist. It had absolutely nothing to do with James and his gatekeeping mentality. With or without James, my black life matters, and having a white man stepping with his privilege to co-op and piggyback off my black life is not to be equated to James's work. Fuck white supremacy. Elliot is a white trans person who centered their white body in the middle of one of my street dance activism gatherings, which was focused on black people, specifically black trans women, since that is why I started the group. Elliot Karen invited themselves to my gathering and asked me, a black trans woman, if I wanted their titties, since they shared with me that they'd be having top surgery soon. The caucasity to invite yourself into a space meant for black trans women like myself without my without my knowledge and have the first thing that's said to me be, do you want my titties? Nobody wants them. And to imply that nobody wants titties when there are many trans women who desire to have titties is simply white privilege at play among many other microaggressions. So no, Elliot is not someone who should be respected because Elliot can't even respect black women. Teddy is not someone I actually know or have ever met, to be honest, other than the time I spoke to him at Pride when I first came out in 2019. Teddy and I worked together virtually in BLM Portland before it switched to Black Power. I was also excluded from that work in which my hands and voice labored in because I brought forth instances of transphobia that directly impacted me. Every time a black woman speaks out about her pain in this country, she gets punished for it. I am being punished by these white folks at Blackstones. Their white supremacy is causing more division as I attempt to shed light on the same division that that has always existed. Teddy doesn't stand up for me. He is just like Ryan and is one of the people who also supports Blackstones and them silencing me and other trans people. Teddy is not someone I trust. He clearly isn't doing the work of dismantling white supremacy. Given the fact that he was heavily influenced by his white family, he too has work to do in dismantling white supremacy within himself. Number six, 
Ryan wrote that I, a black trans woman, am painting myself as a victim, quote unquote. This is the most disgusting reply any man could say to a woman, especially when it's another black woman. We know that black men in this country and beyond have the ability to cause so much pain to black women. Just go watch Surviving R. Kelly and how one black man with power silenced and damaged so many black and brown women. Ryan believes that I, a black trans woman, tells a one-sided story, quote-unquote, and believes that he gets to decide how I should do my anti-racism work. He says that if I were truly trying to do this work, that the Facebook post would be unnecessary. This is not true. Facebook is great and a safe way for me to combat racism, as this work brings all sorts of dangers to my life, from death threats to being called nigger on several occasions. So yes, my Facebook posts are necessary, and no other human gets to call tell black women how we should navigate our survival. It is black women who have paved the path for men like Ryan, but he doesn't care. Ryan falsely claims that I'm hiding behind my quote-unquote Facebook activist persona, but his lies hold no accuracy whatsoever. I'm a black trans woman. For the typical black person, anti-racism work and dismantling white supremacy is already dangerous. With me being a black trans woman, this work is even more dangerous because I am someone who can easily be marginalized, not believed, and killed. So my work behind the screen is actually the safest for me at this moment, given my lived experiences at Blackstones and other spaces in the state of Maine. Ryan doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Ryan wrote that I continue to quote unquote, perpetuate a narrative of racial injustice and white supremacy to anyone who quote unquote, disagrees with my views. Again, these are not my views alone. This is the hard work of black women altogether. Ryan just talks also known as pops off at the mouth with no sources from black female abolitionists and other black writers on white supremacy. You can find a lot, you can find a lot of these views right here in the state of Maine from more seasoned writers like Black Girl in Maine, one of my former bosses, myself, and Tina Strong, my current boss and owner of Speaking, and Ra- Speaking of Racism. My voice matters in this work. As a Black trans woman, the very type of women who paid the path for the pride Ryan speaks of, my voice matters in spaces like Blackstones and Pride. Even if I am one person, I am one Black trans woman who Ryan is killing by creating a post that directs white supremacists my way to harm me. They will look at his post and readily, readily agree with him. He could write absolutely anything with no context or validity, and it would be believed by the fools who feed into his destruction. Black lives can't matter until black trans lives matter. And right now, black trans women are being killed more than anyone in the black diaspora. Many of these deaths occur at the hands of other black men. Lastly, Ryan does not get to announce that what I have to say is in the past. This is an act of erasure. Erasing what black women have to say is violent and in this case, transphobic. Ryan wrote the lie that I want to divide our community when the truth is the division has always been evident. Way before black my black ass came around, I just happened to be a black woman who cares enough to shed light on this division caused by white supremacy. Why does that bother Ryan so much? Oh yeah. Because my black life as a trans woman is too much for Blackstones and its clan. They do not care about the harm they are causing me and my husband, who is also trans. Like my boss, a queer black woman, told me a few days ago, don't be discouraged. You'll find your, you'll find your home. It's challenging not to get discouraged when you have this much hate lingering over your head. 
I'm still standing and will keep fighting, but I do need the solidarity of other anti-racists who are also bent on dismantling white supremacy, like Black Earl Maine, Angela Davis, Tina Shrine, Layla Saad, James Baldwin, Sylvia Rivera, and Marsha P. Johnson. Fuck all that other noise. I do not write lies. I write the truth. The system isn't broken. It's functioning exactly the way it was intended for black people, for black poor people. When you read my work, you're not choosing to ignore lies. You are choosing to lean on the right side of history and become a good ancestor. You are choosing to reckon with your white supremacy and how it kills black bodies every single day, silently and slowly. Ryan thinks that he can extend a poor commission to repair what is broken, but that brokenness cannot be mended without first grasping the root cause, white supremacy, and snatching it up by its roots. Otherwise, all that will grow is trash. Don't be trash quote-unquote combat racism become a good ancestor and change the world side note this piece will also be published on my paid patreon my work carries value and that is why folks pay me to write but this one is on the house